Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Greetings, fans of the esoteric, and welcome to Madame Magenta and the Arcati Killer. Now, it's come to our attention that uh, some viewers, or listeners rather, are becoming a little confused (laughs) because we're only doing this once a week. So we're going to do a recap of the story. It, it is a rather sophisticated story with lots of interweaving it plots is, and characters. It is. So, so I don't blame them. I don't blame them. So we're just going to chunter on for a bit. Actually, this could be the entire episode, and then we'll put another episode out, shall we? We'll, <laughs> we we'll chunter on about, and we'll catch you all up. So I, Magenta, am involved in a mystery. Yes. <laughs> Actually, you round up. Bernard, well, you're uh, better at this than I am. All right. So it all you began. So uh, at the end of the previous book, you are bestowed with uh, the magical power to communicate with animals. That's the first. Yes, thing. Yes, and I didn't want it. No, I you didn't want, want it. You it's were forced me it. into vegetarianism. Yes. You can't eat things that are talking to you. It's a nightmare. And so. Uh, you are now able to communicate with dogs, and so you have branched out your your client services, and you're now de- taking consultations with dogs. And one particular dog uh, revealed a murder. Oh yes, you. because uh, yes, uh, so people bring their pets to me and go, go, why isn't he eating? Or why has he started crapping on the floor all of a sudden? Blah blah blah. And I just ask them, and they tell me. You see, although. You know, trying to keep them on topic can be really tricky. So I'll yes. be like, why are you crapping on the floor every night? And then they'll go, oh, you smell nice, you smell a blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, well, quite often, unfortunately, they'll tell me gossip about what's going on in the neighbourhood. At, at, at home as well, yeah. At, and at home. And normally I love gossip, but this it's normally of a criminal Slant. Yes, because they they by their nature they go around sniffing everything and they make these sort of criminal deductions based on what they smell. Yes, they're puzzle solvers, it turns out. They love it. So there they are telling me all this criminal activity going down, and I'm all of a sudden faced with the dilemma well, do I just do I just sit on this information or do I go to the police? So I went to the police. And so for I the... never gave my name though. No, no. So, but you, your contact in the police, because this has happened a few times with minor yes. crimes. This yes. is the most significant crime. But your your contact in the police is one Inspector Eldris, who doesn't really know what to make of you. Uh, no, but all the tips I've given him have paid off. So he knows I'm. Uh, he knows my information is pucker. He trusts you, doesn't he? He yeah. does. He's going to listen to you. Oh yes, but I, I've never told him my name, and I always meet him at a greasy calf. That's right. Yes. And so in the meantime. He is actually conducting uh, an investigation of his own at the same time uh, because there have been a string of rather grisly murders. Very grisly. So uh, th- people who are, how should we say, involved with Psy-cows, the... Psy-cows. that's it. Which is it. an acronym. Which stands for Psychics, Occultists and Witches. Yes. Uh, which So you use the first... Three letters, three letters of psychics. Of, no, four letters of psychic. Four letters. And then occultist and witches, psychows. There you go. Yes. So these are people who are involved actively with the esoteric. They're being bumped off. They They're are. being found murdered. And he's investigating this Their with his... The brain removed. The brains were removed, yes. Yeah. And so he and his, uh, his, his partner, Egg, are oh, yes. investigating uh, these murders. That's right. And so that's one thread of it. And uh, Eldris is a, is a fascinating man. He's 
very attractive. He's and extremely he's, attractive. He's also an ex-musical theatre. Yes, that's right. Professional. Yes. Who is sort of edged out of the industry because of its uh, systemic racism. That's true. Yes, that's right. Although he did go into the police force, which, you know, it's same problems, different. Well, I suppose. Less sequence, I suppose. I suppose in there he can make a difference, maybe. Yes, yes, exactly. But uh, so he's, he's, uh, he's a marvellous, marvellously fluid man. He's got... Anyway, I should probably stop stop talking about it. All right, well, well, well he's let's... grumpy as well, though. Oh, he's so grumpy, like Mr. Yes, he's a Darcy, Mr. Darcy type. <laughs> oh, and he's very tall. Yeah, all right, all right. Should we, should we uh, continue? <sighs> yes. Anyway, so yes, so he's been uh, uh, doing that investigation, and they're not getting any closer. No, and in the meantime, uh, Fazir. Oh God, Fazir! Who uh, the, from the first book? From the first book, your 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 uh, opponent, your adversary. From so the I first very book. much upset Fazir. Yes, by scaring him with it with an angel visitation, and basically taking the thing that he'd been plotting for years to get his hands on. That's right. Yes. Yes, the ring thing. Yes, and the power to talk to angels. He wanted the power to talk to angels. You see, so he was going around trying to get all these artifacts to to get the power to talk to angels. Yes. I could have told him. They've got nothing interesting to say. They haven't. But he he didn't ask me, did he? No, he was just going around looking for artefacts. And in the end, uh, but he, he had one, but it was stuck in a Swiss bank. Oh, it's a long story. Anyway, it's a very long story. So- I, I got it before he did. And then I took it off him. Yes. Uh, as in, then he took it from me. And then I took it back off him. And anyway, he's very annoyed with me, as you'd imagine. And so uh, he, but now he, he has a new, he has a new goal. Because he's always wanted to talk to animals, you see. Yes, yes, and I could tell him that as well. I could, t- I could say to him, why does he never ask me? I could say to him, look, it's not worth it. You won't be able to eat him for a start. And so he's he's now going around continuing uh, his hunt. And they're very annoyed. For very esoteric objects, and so he's accumulating these things to try and f- seek out the magical power contained within. And uh, and his assistant Elspeth is helping him do this. And Elspeth is one of those lisping historians. That's right. Yes. That you get on the telly quite a lot. Yes. And uh, so and she has suggested that in order to uh, to find this thing that they should consult a medium. That's right, yes. Yes, because uh, the thing is, you see, whoever is the one that is going to be the the in-between, the conduit between Fazir and the angels is probably going to go mad or something from all the power coursing through them, etc., etc. Yes, it's like the, the infinity gauntlet, isn't it? It'll, yes. it'll, it'll kill you. Yes, exactly. Apart from I wrote this before, the infinity gauntlet existed, good... so one could say they stole that idea. Uh, well, I suppose maybe you... So anyway, so what they're looking for is someone who has the power to be able to do that to be that conduit, and also who is disposable. And they've settled on magenta, they so have. they're coming after me. Yes. Yes. So meanwhile, we've also had a very awkward uh, uh, evening with my boss. Uh, we went oh, round God, to his house. Him. Bloody hell. We went round to his house. His house is full of uh, witchy nonsense, and uh, he's a rather creepy man. Uh, I don't much enjoy it. Oh, and he's working. trying to send you to the Middle East, he's, isn't Yes, he? he wants to post me out to the Middle East for reasons unknown. Yes, it's almost like he's trying to isolate me. Yes. Oh, and also, don't forget Gaynor. Yes, I was about to get to Gaynor. So Gaynor is a ghost. She was a medium. She'd basically reached a level of transcendental uh, brilliance that David Lynch could only aspire to. Yes, so in her in life, 
uh, she'd reached a, a level of uh, enlightenment that she she felt no anger, wasn't it? She felt no... And no momentum and no motivation. And so she kept trying to write down the sort of um, her guide to becoming this, uh, this super being, essentially. Yes, that's right. But she kept not doing it because she was too busy, like, surfing the, the waves in the astral plane. Because who can be asked in that scenario? Yes, right? and she'd go up and, uh, and have chats with the Dalai, you know, the old Dalai Lamas and things. Yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah like very, that. very nice. Yeah. So anyway, she has just been murdered as yes. one of these uh, victims. Because the trouble is, people assume she, she's just very vague, but she's actually, you know, enlightened. That's right, yes. So... But she's also a bit vague. So while she was being a bit vague, she let her guard down and she was murdered. She was murdered, unfortunately. Yeah, so yes. she is one of the victims of the the Arcati killer, as Eldris has called. But she's got unfinished business. So she's chosen to come back to Earth. Uh, the unfinished business is to write her guide to, to becoming enlightened. So she's come back down to Earth. And what she's going to do is she's got to find a good medium through which she can write her book. Yes, that's right. And so... That leads us to where we are now. No, no, and she started haunting Eldris, isn't she? Uh, yes, which is what I was about to say. But, right. uh, but all no, right. go no, ahead. No, that's go okay. ahead. That's fine. Go ahead. No, no. So she started haunting Eldris, and Eldris has himself arrived at Magenta's door. Yes. And so they, the pair of them, have arrived, and that's where we, that's where we left. So off. I've opened the door, and Eldris, who did not know my home address, because he didn't even know my name. No. How did he find out? How did he find out? How did he find out? Maybe we find out in this one. Anyway, so there he is at the front door, and Gaynor is floating behind him. And you've just invited them in for a cup of tea. Yes, although Eldris is unaware of Gaynor's presence, of, of course. Of course. Right. Should that be an entire episode? I think we should do a chapter. All right, let's I think, do a chapter. I think it's not fair to just give them a round-up. You can't, you can't just give them that. Well, let's... it's a bit last time on whatever. Tune in have... next time for the... <laughs> For some actual plot to happen. <laughs> yes. No, I think let's That would them, be very annoying. It would. Let's, right. g- let's give them a So chapter. this chapter is called Tea for Two. Yes. Although it's three, really, because well, game was there. I'm sure that's what you were playing with oh, in your right. title. Five minutes later, I'm sat at my kitchen table sipping tea, hands wrapped protectively around the mug, which bears the legend, World's Best Husband in gaudy neon letters inside a pink love heart. I got it for Bernard on a whim a few weeks ago, after I woke up from a dream about a mostly naked Eldris and a can of baked beans. No, for God's sorry. In contrast to this cosy symbol of marital affection, there's an array of grisly photos splayed in front of me. Whilst I was bustling around fixing us a brew, Eldris had been arranging a chorus line of corpses across the tabletop. Oh, now, now Ooh, it's Gaynor's, Gaynor's voice. voice. Yes. Well, you're going to have to do it. I, I, do, I was doing, there I am. Oh, no. No. That was what I did last time. Well, was it? All right, you better continue of, then. Yeah. No, she didn't speak, did she? She said, hello. Oh, like that's that. right, yes. Okay. Just do it again. There I am. Crows the ghost, leaning forward and jabbing a spectral finger at one of the many pictures of half-decapitated stroke scalped women. Not my best side. The morbid cow chuckles. Burgundy isn't really my colour. This lady, who is she? I ask Eldris, pointing at the same photo. I can't ask the ghost. Eldris would wonder who I was talking to. I just told you. That's me. The ghost says. Gain a treble. Eldris replies, oblivious. The Akarti kill a second victim. Eldris fixes me with a piercing gaze. Why? Oh, she looks like someone I've seen before, I murmur queasily, looking away from the photo. You know her? No, I insist, wishing I'd never asked. I've never seen her before today, which is actually the truth. 
Eldris rubs his hand over his head, a, a gesture I've grown to recognise over the months. It was even in the dream. There was a lot of vigorous rubbing in the dream. <laughs> Sorry. So how did you find me, I blurt. Sandra must have ratted me out. Google. Eldris replies. What? Yep. You just Googled magenta. That's all it took. Eldris grunts and delicately sips his tea. I keep chamomile in the house for my more namby-pamby clients. Not quite. He replies. A colleague of mine saw a sketch of you and suggested you might be a medium because of the unusual nature of your headgear. I touch today's turban self-consciously, the peacock feathers rustling under my fingertips. Eldris continues. So, I googled magenta and medium psychic and there you were on page one. Madame Magenta's esoteric emporium. I didn't even have to do any police work. Your address was on the website. I advise you take that down, by the way. I clench my fists, deeply annoyed at myself. I should never have told him my first name. What a derbrain. And as it happened... Eldris growls, leaning forward. You also fit the victim profile. A female psychic and medium over the age of 40. Now then, I murmur in half-hearted protest. Over 40. Eldris repeats cruelly. But why, I ask myself, would an informant fit the victim profile? Hell of a coincidence. Apart from we don't believe in coincidences in this game, Magenta. Coincidences are for Dickens novels and Shakespeare comedies. They're a fiction. Uh, I say, slightly lost, but aware that Eldris's tone has become dangerous and insinuating, Eldris leans forward. In my world, a coincidence is simply a clue we don't understand yet. Now then, I say again, unwittingly echoing the late Jimmy Savile, that's absurd. Sometimes a coincidence is just a coincidence because of, um, what's it called? I cast my mind back to that bit in Jurassic Park with Jeff Goldblum. Oh yes, chaos theory. It's a mathematical principle, I say sagely, summarising the main thrust of my argument, which explains that sometimes shit just happens for no particular reason. Eldris raises his eyebrows. Funny thing for a mystic to believe, isn't it? Not at all, I object, feeling like we're going off topic and wondering if he's trying to catch me off guard. We're quite capable of rational thought. Not all spiritualists are prancing ninnies. Though most of us are, in fact, prancing ninnies of the highest order. No? Eldris asks, eyebrows raised. No, I suppose not. You're not like that. No, I'm not. In fact, you strike me as a very pragmatic woman, Magenta. A woman of action. Not of pixie dust and dreams. I am, I say, nodding. Someone who deals with problems rather than wishing them away. Yep, that's me. Someone who doesn't mess about, who gets things done. Like a ruddy murderer, I suppose, I shout, standing, my nerves unable to take it any longer. Eldris jumps. That's blatantly what you're getting at, isn't it? What's the point of pretending or doing all this dratted insinuating? Just bloody say it. Eldris is eyeballing me like I've just confessed. Balls. I'm not a murderer, I rasp, my throat tight with panic. I lick my upper lip and discover a small sweat moustache. Oh, God, I couldn't look more guilty than if I was sat here with a brain in a jar. I sit down again in an attempt to compose myself. I'm not suggesting you are. Eldris lies smoothly. And if you're not involved, there's no reason to be nervous, is there? I'm not, I say, and then realise the table is shaking because of the ferocity with which my knee is jogging up and down. Damn it! Normally, I can keep a pretty cool head under pressure. I once scared off a mugger by yodelling in his face like a Delphic oracle high on sulphur fumes. He ran away looking bloody terrified, because the odder you act, the more likely you'll be left alone. This technique also served me most effectively through most of my school days. But this 
this is different. Maybe I'm overreacting, but since childhood, I've had recurring nightmares in which I'm accused of something I haven't done, rather than any of the immoral or illegal activities I have done. And that once accused and convicted, the people I love would start to doubt me and question whether they ever really knew me. To make matters worse, I wouldn't be as popular in prison as I've always secretly hoped I would be, but instead would be stripped of my natural authority along with my velour turbans. The horror! I lean into Eldris pleadingly. Let's not be silly. Why would I be connected with a murder spree? I've told you about a whole range of different crimes. Do you think I had a hand in them too? That would make me some sort of criminal kingpin. I open my mouth to say more, but the words dribble away as my eyes are drawn back to the photos, the grotesque images already haunting me. Quite literally in the case of Gaynor. She's still hovering behind Eldris, watching the proceedings with interest. I suppose I should be thankful that she doesn't look like her photo, seeing as her head is back in one piece. I glance at the photo of Hannah, the one Bobo told me about. The murder connected to Bob, and through him, Sandra. Hannah's fate had seemed more abstract when she was just something a dog had told me about. But now she had a name and a face. A face coated in jagged trails of gore. Eldris clocks my horrified expression and starts to gather the pictures. I feel faintly encouraged by this apparent show of sensitivity. You wouldn't do that with a murderer, would you? Let me tell you what I've been thinking. Eldris says, sliding the photos into a manila folder. Go on, I quaver. Eldris looks at me calmly. I've been toying with the idea that you're bumping off the competition. <sighs> Obviously, I'd anticipated Eldris saying something like this, which is perhaps why a protective numbness instantly descends upon me. A sort of crisis management for the brain kicking into action, I suppose. Perhaps this is how I'll feel throughout the trial, and how I'll feel when they take away my personal effects and shoelaces, and how I'll feel when I'm forced to kill a woman during a ruck in the communal showers that started when I wouldn't take my vest off. Eldris continues, his voice professional and neutral. It must be irksome. There must be hundreds of psychics saturating the market since the internet arrived. Any mad cow can set up shop nowadays, but there are only so many customers to go around. So maybe you've had enough of these pretenders and you want a bigger slice of the pie. Oh, you see what he's doing, don't you? I'm able to study him as he works now that this eerie calm has set in. He's very good. More American cop drama than The Bill, with a touch of Taggart, obviously. But something bothered me about that. Eldris leans back in his chair. Why get in contact? Why risk exposure? Exactly, I say. Eldris ignores me, frowning into the middle distance. So... I thought about the sort of person who could slice the top off a woman's head and remove her brain. That's not a crime of passion or the actions of some drug-addled petty crim. That's the work of a psychopath. And psychopaths are arrogant creatures, convinced of their own superiority, prone to acting on violent impulses, but also more than capable of careful planning. A psychopath would view this as a game, a situation to relish and have fun with. Well... <laughs> I might be a lot of things, but I'm not a psycho. I let loose a small laugh at the very idea. Eldris' eyes refocus and he gazes at me. So what might a psychopath do if they didn't feel they were getting the attention they deserved? He continues. Jack the Ripper sent notes to the police. Did you know that? I did, actually, I admit. I love reading about that sort of thing. Oh. So you'll know about the Zodiac Killer. The Unabomber. Son of Sam. They all contacted the police. It's not unusual behaviour for a serial killer, Magenta. To want attention, 
to place themselves right under the nose of the police, to watch us at close quarters as we flail around, laughing at our puny efforts. And wouldn't it be audacious to not just send notes to the police, but to become an informant, and to inform on the very crimes you committed yourself? Eldris tilts his head... To, sorry, I got so into your acting. I was quite enjoying that. I, I almost forgot to speak. Eldris tilts his head to the side, a thoughtful cast to his face. My blood starts to pound in my temples. The fear is returning, the numbness dissipating under the adrenaline onslaught. I, I haven't, I start, but Eldris interrupts. But like you said, what doesn't add up? Eldris looks out the window into the growing gloom of my back garden. Is the involvement of those other mugs... The small-time drug mule, the arsonist, the bloat with a bomb, these other dickheads you informed on, they're all standalone cases. None of them relate to the murders. Even stranger, they don't seem to have any connection with you. Eldris jabs a finger at me. I've gone back to those guys you ratted on, Magenta. I sat opposite them. I asked about you. I even showed them a picture. And none of them know who the hell you are. Jesus! They bloody know who I am now! Thanks a bunch, Eldris, that's all I need. A swathe of angry crims who know who helped put them behind bars. How do you explain that, Magenta? How did you know what those men were up to? I don't get it. I told you, I whisper. I saw things when I took my dog out. Eldris glares at me. Not good enough. Soz, I say and giggle, hysteria creeping in. You need to tell me... How you happen to come by all that information, Magenta? He hisses, professional facade gone, you've got to hiss it. Burn because it. it's the only thing making me think you're not directly involved in a spree of murders. The only thing. I gulp. Tell him? How can I tell him? Nothing I could say would seem plausible, especially the truth. I'll have to lie. I'm creative, I'll think of something. I'm always lying to my clients, after all. Unfortunately, my mind is a complete panicked blank. I couldn't fabricate something now if my life depended on it, which it sort of does. The truth it is, then. Okay, I say, voice wobbling. I'm dying for an electronic cigarette. Apart from being a psychic and a medium, I'm also a telepath. That's how I found out about all those crimes, including the murder. I pause, partly because my throat is dry and constricted by tension, partly because I'm not sure how to frame what I'm about to say next. I clear my throat and reach for my tea. Eldris doesn't look happy. What? He demands angrily as I wet my lips. Angrier. What's that supposed to mean? A bloody ghost told you, is that what you're saying? Oh, yes, do tell. Gainer chips in, beady little eyes peeking out hopefully from under the rim of the transparent tea cosy, which, by the way, is in the shape of a hen crouched on an egg. Earlier, I thought she had a ghost chicken sat on her head. No, a ghost didn't tell me, I say, discomforted. He's looking at me like I'm an imbecile. I hate talking about this flaky nonsense with someone who's not paying to hear it. It makes me feel a right twat. Who then? Eldris demands, voice rising. A dog, all right, I hiss. I'm a freaking animal telepath, and the dogs won't shut up. They're the ones who told me. What was I supposed to do? Ignore what they were saying? I was just trying to do the right thing. There's a pause, which I fill with heavy breathing. A dog? He repeats blankly. Yes, I say. Well, two different dogs. The dogs are the real informants. I'm just a go-between. There's a silence while he digests this uh, admittedly extraordinary information. A dog. 
A dog told you. He mutters, shaking his head, palm rubbing backwards and forth on his scalp. You expect me to believe that? Do you believe that? Yes, I say, relaxing slightly. Now the truth is out. Dogs pick up on all sorts of things, more so than a human could. And really, how else would I have known? Do you think I hang out with the criminal underclass and occasionally rat them out just for shits and giggles? Hmm? Is that more plausible? Come on, Eldris, open your mind. There are weirder things in the world than animal telepathy. Eldris stops running his hand over his head, but still looks a bit pissed off. Okay, fine, if that's how you want to play it. He takes a little black box from a trouser pocket. It's a dictaphone. He's been taping the conversation. He places it on the table and says where we are and who's present in the room, although he does miss Gaynor. What are you doing? I ask, unnerved by the sudden formality. Can you tell me your movements on the week commencing the 24th of September 2014 to the 2nd of October? That was around the time, as we discussed earlier this afternoon, that Hannah West was murdered, a crime which you reported to me on the 13th of October. Eldris' lips curl. Only lip, just one lip. His lip curls. His lip, his single lip curls. Yes. Because I can tell you now, if I cannot establish your whereabouts for that period, the dog told me isn't going to wash. I stare at him in disbelief. But what else can I say? I can only tell you the truth, Eldris. I haven't got anything to do with this. I stand up again, bile rising in my throat. I'm not a murderer. Look, I haven't done anything wrong. I was only trying to help. Eldris grunts, not meeting my eye. You knew about Ms. West before anyone else. You knew how she was killed. And you cannot explain properly to me why or how that is. Which, I'm afraid to say, currently makes you our prime suspect. Oh, getting quite dramatic, isn't it? Isn't the it? Stakes are so high. I'm finally getting to do some Scottish detective acting. Yeah, well, you were before every time but you I, were Eldris. But I'm getting really into it now. Are you, were you half-assing it before? Well, then? no, it was just this is the really juicy stuff. It active investigation. Oh yes. Well, it was before. Well, it wasn't Eldris on holiday, was it? No, that's true. Eldris makes a cup of tea. He did a lot more thinking in his head. Oh, he was talking about animal videos. That's true, well, yes, he was doing that. Right, well, that's exciting, isn't it? So do tune in next week. And uh, are we going to do a recap every week? Well, maybe every now and again. Yeah. Just to remind every now, what's going now on. and again. All right. Goodbye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.